0: We are ready kids <laughs> is my an instrument? Oh, oh, oh. hello and welcome to is Manias a podcast i'm one of your hosts omar lopez and i'm joined with the lizard king himself
1: josh Hemo. i also try to keep that a
0: secret how do you keep finding all my secrets um i've just been watching a lot of hot ones recently and i've been really inspired by sean evans and how good he is as an interviewer so i just like hacked your computer
1: oh oh i'm sorry i'm sorry for all
0: the things you've probably seen well it's okay anyways (laughs) this week we're watching season three episode four nasty patty and idiot box act one nasty patty for this episode it's a normal day at the Krusty crab when a health inspector arrives and asks for one of everything on the menu so, Mr. Krabs and Spongebob are treating this health inspector to a wonderful meal when they hear on the news that a person is impersonating a health inspector. So, they decide that they're going to poison him with this nasty patty, kind of as like a prank. The health inspector ends up choking on a fly, smacking his head, and basically passing out. And they don't know that. They think they killed him. So, they try to dispose of the body, and the cops come. And then they spend the rest of the episode dealing with the consequences of their actions solid very it's a very very memorable. very uh, very memorable and very dark yeah <laughs> well like out of context you're like oh this is this is a children's show <laughs> um but the most important question i want to ask you josh mm-hmm. is what on the Krusty crab extended menu would you want to try that's a good question i was
1: actually really impressed by how many choices there were, because we never mm-hmm. see them make anything else other than, like, the Krabby Patty. Um, but there was, like, the Crunchy Kelp Dog and the Buttered, bar- buttered Barnacles and Powdered Driftwood. But, and then Fresh Sludge Fresh pudding. Sludge, yeah. Um, I, probably the Buttered Barnacles probably would be the best out of those choices.
0: I, I'm looking up, Uh, they have, like, a Fried Floatsome. Ooh. And I don't know what Floatsome is. So one moment. Float, float Floatsome, Floatsome. Wreckage of a ship or cargo floating up this; is literally garbage. That's like,
1: but most of this extended menu literally sound is just garbage, right? Except for like the crunchy kelp dog, which I find really interesting. That maybe that's why we never see anything but the Krabby Patty being ordered.
0: Here, Okay, so like out of the things that they said, I'm in between three. So the Krusty Kelp dog sounds the most edible. because um, 'cause I'm sure crusty is just like the brand name unless like, you know, like a Mick chicken. There's not there's not Mick inside that chicken, you know. Maybe maybe
1: thinking. yeah, or they could it's like you get when you get um what is it called? Kale chips and it's all kind of crunchy. Maybe the kelp yeah. chips are crunchy.
0: Yeah, so I was thinking, so I'm either between the crusty kelp dog, the powdered driftwood. Or the Diet Red Tide, but only if Red Tide is not, like, the actual Red Tide, and it's, like, a whatever pseudo-soda they've created. Yeah, yeah. Because I would like to taste that. But I think the crusty Kelp Dog is, like, mmm, I don't know. Maybe Powdered Driftwood. I think Driftwood, like, it just sounds, like, delicious, yep. even though it's, it's literal wood. Yeah. It's just literally ground-up wood shavings, probably. Well, I wondered
1: if some of this is just, like, the name is kind of crazy you know. You go to restaurants sometimes and they give it really crazy names but it's not actually what they name it or whatever so yeah, it's, it's always something weird yeah but you know it kind of de- i guess for me when i think about it like it depends like sometimes i'll go to a restaurant and be really adventurous like oh i'm gonna try this like cricket taco that they have on this menu or whatever
0: have you really had a cricket taco i have just making
1: that up no i've had cricket there's a place in uh near 52nd and like eighth that has cricket tacos is pretty good. Oh, that
0: sounds like some white nonsense. They're like, "Oh yeah, Mexicans eat this all the time." Yeah,
1: it's not. It was like, "Okay." <laughs> um, but like if I think it was feeling very adventurous, I think maybe the fresh sludge pudding would be worth a try.
0: Yeah, it is fresh. Yeah, exactly. Although anything fried sounds good. So fried floatsome probably is pretty pretty solid.
1: But again, just really really uh impressed by the extensiveness of this menu that we never see and it's funny because the very last thing that he they give him is a crusty crab i figured that would be the very first thing that they would make him right
0: yeah that they, they would hook him up with a crabby patty it'd be like or, i think yeah, it Krabby Krabby from like the... it's
1: from like not crusty <laughs> it's, oh,
0: it's okay it i was gonna let you restaurant. get away with it i was gonna let you get away with it but no like uh i think like the crabby patty working their way from like most memorable to like their extra stuff like right i wouldn't imagine going to like mcdonald's and them giving me like all the other sandwiches before they give me a big mac exactly know? yeah it just or seemed... at least mcnuggets
1: yeah uh, yeah i guess i it could either one whatever comes first or like the quarter pounder either yeah. way
0: <laughs> yeah so um one thing i did want to bring up because this episode made me curious because i you when you're walking around new york you see a lot of like you know the grades in the window I feel like in smaller towns, you don't see them as much, like the health inspector grades on the window. Yeah. But in New York, it's very big. Like, you see almost every single place has a grade on the window. Yeah. And one thing that was always concerning to me is, like, every now and then I walk by a place and it's like, we have a B or a C. And I'm like, gross. Or you see, like, (laughs) grade pending. And you're like, what does that mean? Yeah. So I did a little bit of Googling. And I found out that A is the best, right? But it's not like a scale that you think, oh, they got like a 100% or whatever. Like in this whole situation, it's a scale that's like, it's kind of like points on your driver's license. Like the more points you get, the worse it is. Okay. And like if you make under 13 points, you are like an A. Okay. So, and that's so,
1: that's like 13 violations, right?
0: Well, it's like 13. Well, it, each violation is like a different thing. It's like for example, oh. I pulled it, I pulled it up on the NYC Health website. A public health hazard, such as failing to keep food at the right temperature, triggers a minimum of seven points. Okay. So, like, all it takes is, like, two, like, kind of critical stuff. To to
1: get you lower than an A.
0: But I also found out that when you see grade pending, it's because they they might not have passed their first inspection. Oh. And so they're, they're waiting. They So when they don't pass their first inspection, they can put the grade pending or something else on there. I think it's a, or the, the actual grade card. Okay. Um, yeah, it says if the grade is a B or C, the restaurant will receive a grade card and a grade pending card. It can post either card until has the opportunity to be heard at like a court, basically for them to be like, you guys gave me a B, but it was all crap. Yeah,
1: man. I feel like I'd be more afraid to go to a restaurant now that says grade pending compared yeah, to like if it just I was, had a B exactly or C. I'm like, all right, that's fine. But grade pending. I was
0: thinking, great uh grade pending was like, oh, like they probably came in and they were like, oh, we're gonna do your annual thing, so get ready. But another like concerning thing is like, okay, so if you have an A, B, or a C rating, so if you have a C or a B rating, you're as a health inspector, they go in more often. Okay. So, like, they have to go in to, like, check on you more often. And you have, like, you know, a certain amount of time to, like, fix it. Um, But that second, I think both visits are unannounced, so you just show up and they just kind of do it. So kind of like the Krusty Krab had. Yeah. Where you just kind of showed up. But, like, if you get an A, I think it lasts for, like, almost a year. Okay. I guess the idea is that, oh, if this person, if they come in on a day that we are clean and there's no violations that we're good. That we have a consistent habit of being good. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. But like, it also concerns me that I'm like, oh my God, so this restaurant gets an A, but they can slack the rest of the year until they're like, oh, our grade's almost up, so I'm sure our health inspector's going to stop by soon.
1: I hate that. (laughs) I'm going to be nervous about eating anywhere now.
0: Yeah. But another thing before we hop back on the actual SpongeBob train is Food inspectors don't actually eat any of the food. Okay. Because <laughs> that's that was the like what started this whole like rabbit hole. I was just like, oh man, like food inspectors have to eat all the food. I was like, that can't be true. No. Nah. I was like that. Was just like, do they have to sample any of the food? And I was like, no. I think they literally just go in there and they just watch them cook, and see if they like, you know, are storing food at the proper height and stuff like that. Because it- I've taken a food handlers permit, and a lot of the stuff that is in the food handlers permit is like what is expected of restaurants already.
1: Gotcha. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they're just going in and doing budget tests. I can't imagine that they, like, eat stuff. I think that's just, like, a weird TV trope.
0: I encourage everyone to look it up, because there is a lot of info on, like, at least for the NYC, like, stuff, on, like, what is considered a certain, like, violation. It's just Which cool. makes you think, like, really? Like, how gross are these places that are getting B's and C's? Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, it's just cool to know the ge- in general, because, like... Just knowing what you're going into when you go to a restaurant, right?
0: Mm -hmm. And what they're supposed to be doing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that was one small lesson I had was (laughs) learn what health inspectors do because they're keeping you safe.
1: And here I was going to be like, health inspectors are unsung heroes, having to try all this food, but you broke the illusion. (laughs) There you go.
0: No, they don't. They don't eat all this food. (laughs) I wish they did. I'm sure they wish they did. But some places, they're not even. Some health inspectors don't even like go eat at the places that they inspect because they don't want a conflict of interest. That's fair. It makes sense. So let's talk about this nasty patty.
1: This super nasty patty.
0: It is the grossest thing I've ever seen.
1: (laughs) And you look in the mirror every day.
0: Exactly. (laughs) Nice. That was a good one. But it was just, it's like, it it looks so bad. And literally, all they started was volcano sauce and seahorse radish. And then they were like toenails and toilet and all this like crazy crap i was gonna
1: ask you so if you had to like sabotage your food just for a prank or whatever like what would you do i thought the hot sauce was pretty smart like i think that's a cool that's like a funny way to do it because like you're not really gonna hurt anyone if you put a bunch of hot sauce on something
0: i guess what's my intention is it to ruin their experience is it to get back at them like let's say you're in the same boat
1: as spongebob and mr Krabs, and like you just assume this person took advantage of you right
0: Oh, then, like, yeah, I would definitely go for, like, something way too spicy that, like, they wouldn't really notice until they swallowed, like, three bites. Yeah. But, like, if I wanted to be, like, oh, I, like, I hate this person, then I would probably do, like, like, a kind of, like, a waiting situation, like, in the movies, where they, like, spit in, like, the food and everything. <laughs> like, like, something, if I really, like, hated someone, I think it would be something that they wouldn't notice that is in there. Rub- so they go home thinking they had a normal meal, but I know that they didn't.
1: <laughs> I rubbed my... <laughs> your food
0: yeah <laughs> and like maybe they get sick like a week later or something you know
1: yeah i just thought it's so crazy to me and that's like a little lesson i saw here is that even like the nicest people can like change on and like a drop of a dime like mm-hmm. we've seen spongebob's like a pretty pure person most of the time but in this episode like he like goes for it to make this nasty patty, and then goes right along with like having to hide the body and all this other stuff and it's so crazy to me and i see that with some people sometimes it's like depending on the, like a stressful situation like a really nice person can become like a complete douchebag because yeah. of it
0: a pressure really changes people Yeah. you know and then i think another uh, like problem with spongebob is that he is so pure that he's very impressionable oh, like oh yeah like we've said like he's basically like a he acts like a child a lot he's a literal time.
1: sponge he just absorbs
0: What's going yeah. on? Yeah, <laughs> Nice. You're on a roll today. I know. Um, But let's talk about him dealing with the cops. So I really, I, one lesson I, I had was don't talk to cops. <laughs> and this is okay. I understand there's probably listeners of us that, you know, have people or cops and like people have different opinions on cops. But let me tell you that even if you have a good opinion on cops, um, which we're not going to get into that right now. Um, There's multiple lawyers that are like you should never tell a cop anything besides you should only ask them like am I free to go or like am I being arrested or detained or anything and don't answer any other questions and then just say like I want a lawyer and that's the rest of it. Yeah. And I feel like it's more true now like it's always been true but I think it's more true now in our society where like there's so much pressure I feel like on cops to get people. Like
1: yeah, to get to get whatever the back people guys. in custody and stuff. Yeah. Um
0: so But so yeah, that was one of my things was don't trust cops because they were like Sponge uh Mr. Krabs had it right. He was like, Don't say anything, we're just gonna get a right back and we're gonna be safe the entire time.
1: It's so funny to me too, cause Spongebob like multiple times expresses how he's like, I'm too young to go to prison or he like, I won't survive, they'll mop the floor with me. Yeah. Um but Mr. Krabs doesn't really seem like that phase. Like he seems like he's done this before, and that was a little worrying to me.
0: I mean, Mr. Krabs has seen some seen some He's got some yeah, we've known it. He's got a fishy past. And again, that superpower of him like his godlike power of him sniffing oh, yeah. things. He's like, Oh, it's a health inspector. He knows like a lot of his smells, and I don't know if Krabs actually have that skill, but Pretty pretty suspicious.
1: So I'm wondering, it was like because when we originally saw him use that superpower of his to like smell, he smelled the anchovies. He kind of mm-hmm. like equated it to him being kind of like a little prejudice or whatever. Yeah. Um, so I'm wondering, do you think it's maybe he just has like a, a very keen sense of he can tell like what's around him and stuff now? Maybe it's not yeah, he's so a much
0: super sniffer. Yeah.
1: Like I'd like to equate it more now to a superpower than him being like a jerk. He, yeah. He's still a jerk for sure, but.
0: I don't know, cause I, the only thing that would that is against him, cause like I'm starting to agree with you there, but like the only thing that's against him is he says it's that smelly smell. Yeah. That smells smelly. Yeah. So he's not like, oh, it smells like anchovies. Like he with the health inspector, he's like, oh, it's the health inspector, and then he's like, we gotta get ready, you know, clean, clean, change your underwear. Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: there's a couple throwbacks in this one. I mean, that sniffing one, and then they do, which I thought was really cool. Uh, when they're like. Trying to explain the situation to the cops, and they're like trying to sell each other out. Mm-hmm. Um, SpongeBob's like, Oh, he wears curlers to bed, and he's like, And Mr. <laughs> Krabs is like, It's not what you think, but we saw in the stealing episode that he actually st- stole Mrs. Puff's curlers. Yeah, so I think that's really interesting. Maybe it's like a weird stalker obsession from when he was in love with her that he wears, or maybe, her
0: maybe he bed. just really saw what they did for her and was like, I could,
1: I could, I could benefit. This.
0: Um, another lesson I had was, is also stolen from zombie Land, where it's double tap, because when they kill, <laughs> the, when they try to kill the zombie, and they're like, I can take care of this, and he's like, die, and she goes, die, zombie, and she throws the, the second barrel on him, is or it, whatever. Yeah. That poor, I poor was, Held Inspector. Yeah, he was just doing his job. <laughs> so much danger in that line of duty.
1: Uh, another practical small lesson i got is don't put soda in the freezer i can't believe mr krabs told spongebob is like that bottles of soda put in the freezer like i understand he was like trying to play it off but you should never put soda in the freezer that's a Mm -hmm. messy disaster
0: yeah that's dangerous (laughs) another really practical one that i saw was learn to bury bodies properly oh that's good So that's a little lesson i should a lot of people yeah uh and then i also put anyone with authority should have identification yeah because I'm sure if the health inspector had just been like, well, he had like a he little badge, badge, but you can get
1: yeah. that anywhere.
0: You can you could buy that off of eBay. Doctor
1: that you know, <laughs> you wanted you to trust that.
0: But yeah, um, I think I
1: really like this episode as a whole. To me, it felt kind of different than what we've seen. Like even the art style seemed a little bit shadowy, like more shadowy and uh, darker. Yeah, I also
0: think this is the first time I've ever seen in SpongeBob where it rains. Is mm-hmm. that wrong?
1: Uh. It might have rained before. I don't know. I can't think of it like a exact moment.
0: Yeah, I'm not like I don't remember anything in the last episodes where no. the, where it's raining like that. I did read on the wiki that it says it's the only episode so far where there's thunder. Oh, okay. At, at the like um at the little island at Bikini Atoll, the little island. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. But no, it was it was really weird. Um, I do like uh one thing that SpongeBob says is the dark deed you requested is done, sir. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was so well delivered and it's just like so out of place with all the other uh, like lines that he has going on yeah it's just very like a, like medieval
1: and not suspicious at all
0: no never don't <laughs> never be suspicious. suspicious don't be don't suspicious, be suspicious. <laughs> Um, another great word from Spongebob smegledorfed
1: yeah I want to start using that in sentences
0: uh, I'm going to start using that and be yeah. like I will not be smegledorfed <laughs> And uh, we'll see what who, who we get. Yeah. Who hangs out with us. Who goes like, oh, I would never speckle Dorf you. <laughs> All right. Time for the bubble break.
1: I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. All right.
0: To keep in line with act one, uh, I did mention that a really important uh, lesson for everyone, very practical one, is uh, where to b- learn where to bury bodies and how to dispose of bodies. So I wanted to ask you, Josh, if you had to bury a body, mm-hmm. if or or get rid of one, yeah. Hypothetical. These are all hypothetical situations. Good, good, good. <laughs> and no, in no, no way, shape, or form should anyone be like following this advice. If
1: the FBI uh, is listening, this is all. But we're having like a little
0: <laughs> brainstorming session. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Just in case you, you never, you know. never like, know, apocalypse. You might, need to. you might have to get rid of one. Yeah. You know?
1: Totally. Um. I mean, the practical, most practical thing that I've seen, you know, no matter what it is, like zombie, white walker, whatever, is to burn a body, right? But you think if I have to like hide a body right now in New York City, I can't just burn a body, right? Mm -hmm. So I think maybe dumping it in a sewer might not be a bad idea, though I don't know how often sewers like have sewer workers Mm -hmm. in them. Mm. But I think that'd be a safe place to go.
0: You think you would just lift like a manhole cover and throw the body down? Yeah, there and just whatever. Down? Yeah. Now, my question for you is, okay, say, let's hypothetical situation. You're at your house, uh-huh. dead body. Okay. You live on like what? The fourth floor. Third floor. <laughs> Third floor. Feels like the fourth floor. Yeah. Because you, you have to count the stoop to get up. That's true. Basically, fourth so floor. <laughs> we'll say four flights of stairs. Okay. How do you get the body from your house into the sewer? And then which sewer do you go to?
1: Hmm. I guess that's the thing, too. There's no real transportation. I would have to drag a body in New York City mm-hmm. on the sidewalk. So I guess whatever's closest, but that seems not practical either. I don't know. This is tough. I guess.
0: You're really bad at this, Josh, and it makes me feel better that you probably wouldn't murder me because you'd have no idea how to get away with it
1: well it's a good thing i guess i really thought about it you know i've definitely thought about it when i lived in tucson because that's much easier i just throw a body in the middle of (laughs) desert no one's gonna go look for it then and the sun and birds and bugs will decay it by then but here that's the thing is like there's not you're surrounded by people someone's gonna notice, right
0: yeah what would you do? You, weak, you weaken at Bernie's and you're like, oh, it's just my drunk friend, man. Yeah. It's so crazy. <laughs> and they're like, why are you wearing a mask? He's like, oh, and then you kill that person too and you okay. get rid of him. Okay.
1: I keep the body in my house until I can get a saw of some sorts and I have to chop it up. And then I spread the body parts in different bags at different times into different sewers, I think, is how I do it
0: you you're gonna get caught you think so you gonna get caught hardcore
1: i don't know what would you do
0: <laughs> so okay so first of all if you say burn a body a, a lot of bodies don't actually burn very well so that's one thing viking funerals are cool but they don't burn very well. not really realistic really. good so um i do like the idea of chopping them up so the first thing i would do is not just Unlike you, Josh, where you're just gonna go willy nilly out in the middle of the street, I'm gonna put that sh- ice. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm gonna put it in my bathtub, put it on Well, like I guess in this scenario, if Fatima's not here,
1: yeah, I was gonna say you have to worry about <laughs> you live with someone.
0: So, like, if I if if I lived alone mm-hmm. and I had to get rid of a body, I would just you know put it on ice. Maybe get a saw and do like the bits and pieces thing. Yeah. Um. But then, like, again, the disposal, I think it, it really becomes, like... I, I'll I'll try bits and pieces.
1: You live real close to the river, though. Like, you just throw some rocks in a bag. You can get rid of those body parts pretty easily. No one's probably going to see those.
0: Yeah, but I, I think more... I think the problem with our method, if, since we are in the city trying to get rid of a body, is that there's so many people that can possibly see, see you. See, that's the problem, yeah. And, like, um... You know, you're, people are going to... This is what I imagine. They go, oh, we're looking for this body. We're looking for Josh's body. Omar's the culprit, probably, because he spent... He's the last time to hang out with Josh. And then they go, oh, yeah, Omar was hanging out with Josh. And I'd be like, oh, I didn't see Josh. And then they just look at my, like, the security feed near my house from some random building. With you
1: dragging three big bags.
0: <laughs> or even sidewalk. if I got you... Say I got you in, like, a bunch of Ziploc bags, right? <laughs> Then, like, you know, what like what are they going to do? They're going to be like, okay, well, Omar was out 40 times between 6 a.m. and 6 p.m. on this day. You know, they're going to catch you real quick. Then,
1: honestly, like, the best method would be to eat it, right?
0: Honestly, yeah.
1: I mean, you have to figure out how to do something with the bones. Bones are easier to get rid of. I can throw a bunch of f- bones in the trash can right now, and no one's going to blink an eye. But... Yeah. <laughs> Getting real, like, yeah, I guess eating body. I, I guess I you gotta do get that. like,
0: you have to get past that. I yeah. guess. I, mean... I couldn't do that. <laughs> I, I just like in this scenario, like we're trying to keep the body hidden for some undisclosed reason, because that's a not even a. There's a whole other factor. So like, I was thinking like, oh, I just grab the body, I'd go like up to a window and then I would throw it out the window, and then make it look like it was a suicide. Yeah. But then it's like how did the body die? Like, this person died of natural causes, they're just gonna be like, why was this? Yeah. Because if it died of natural causes, I could just call someone and be like, hey, like, this person died near me.
1: Yeah. I'm assuming I I was the reason why they died in this situation.
0: You you poisoned them. But like, even, again, in a situation where it's like, oh, I accidentally gave you peanuts and you died because you were that allergic.
1: I'd still call. Yeah, you call
0: 911 and you're like, oh my God, and then the person just no. This is this is is me
1: maliciously taking yeah. taking out someone 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 crossed me wrong
0: <laughs> yeah it's it it's a very dark thought but like it's it's very complicated a lot of people think like oh it's just i guess it, get rid of it it's but so like, interesting
1: even... to think about it though like how hard it must be in big cities to do that
0: yeah but like there's like mob and mafia and that people do it all the time like and i'm sure they get rid of it. it's money man it comes down to money No, nah, rich people get they, away with it and
1: they got vans and stuff that's the trick i gotta get a van
0: again like do you steal the van i don't know there's so many things like like okay like if i just went to go get a rental car and i was like cool i got a rental car i'm going to there, there's Tor- i'm going to warp tour and then i go in my car and i put the your body in there and i drive you out into the middle of nowhere and then show up at warp tour <laughs> at 12 like you know like yeah yeah you know that like that doesn't work out either because then they're like well there's traffic Omar cams and stuff like, like that brought too. out the the car in one place and especially on like New York roads there's toll roads yeah. so like your your pictures being taken like almost all the time It's almost impossible so it's just I guess the real lesson here is don't murder anyone
1: or become a cannibal Act 2 Idiot box So Patrick and SpongeBob have this genius idea to order a big TV like huge TV I don't know how they're going to fit That's it too. in their going to houses but they'll figure they're going they it wasn't part of it they wanted the box and why because they're going to use their imagination and have this, like, great time and go on all these adventures. And while they're doing all this, uh, Squidward starts hearing all their shenanigans and all the stuff they're getting into. And kind of gets a little jealous that he's not able to have as much fun as they are. Um, so he tries to, like, rationale why, how they're making all those noises and sound effects. And one his master plan eventually is just to break into it at night. And so he does... And the box starts moving. He's like, oh, this is amazing. Only to end up being picked up by a dump truck and dumped at the dump. So it's good. I also this is also a very memorable episode. I like this one. Oh, yeah.
0: Like, I can't tell you how many times I've heard people go. Oh, yeah. That's probably
1: one of the number one most quoted things in SpongeBob, I would imagine. Um, So to start off a conversation, uh, I wanted to ask you. So how do you feel about technology versus imagination nowadays? You know, I think that's a big discussion people have is how, you know, especially with like millennials and all the cult- uh, all the generations afterwards, how we're like, we're kind of not as creative because we're all plugged into our phones and the internet and stuff. Um, I
0: still I still think, again, with most technology, is it's exactly what like the title implies. It's a tool. Mm-hmm. It's like something that you've created to help you do other creative things. Yeah. Right. Just like, cavemen back then built like a wheel so they could roll things around. Like, I'm sure there was other Neanderthals going like, oh, I just carry my everywhere. right." You know, I do think that you there is like a sacrifice that you make, but I can't tell you how many times I sitting here, like in my apartment and I'm like, I'm going to watch TV and I'm bored. You know, technology doesn't like cure boredom. No, which like, that's what like Squidward was kind of going for. And that's kind of like one of the lessons in this, in this act is like that technology doesn't cure boredom. Like with a good imagination, you can have fun no matter what you're doing. Yeah. And I think that's like the big thing, but I don't even know. I wouldn't say that kids are less creative. I would just say they're creative in a different way. I
1: think that's true. I think creative in a different way is a really good point because I think, I I, I mean, we talk about TikTok all the time and Vine and, like, YouTube, and it's amazing to see all the creators out there now. And, like, there's some really cool stuff and that they're using technology to, like, um, further that creativity, you know? Yeah. And I think that's just something that older generations don't really see. They don't, Mm -hmm. like... They always make the point, like, oh, you know, in my day we played outside and like used our minds to have fun. You know, we didn't have to play video games and stuff. But you know, you know, but there are some really great storytelling that comes out of like video games and this content that we get through technology now, which
0: And then like like you and I are both arts majors and like I'm sure you learned about like Dadaism and Surrealism. Like there's some weird, weird crap on TikTok. Like there's like a video that I was circulating around. That was literally like a guy's like, I'm going to go to the bathroom. And then he opens the door and it's like just really intense music. And like, it's like just cut back and forth between him and his dog. (laughs) And he's just like staring at the dog and the dog staring at him. And it's like multiple camera angles. And it's really, really just weird, but you watch it and it's so entertaining and it's so just like weird. Yeah. It's it's weird.
1: It's it's the same thing with like people who are like, "Oh, there's like the dark side of YouTube, right? Where it's a whole bunch of weird videos, but some of those are really kind of interesting like there's a thought process in the creativity. It might be like weird creativity, but someone made that. And that's actually really cool to see. And I think sometimes
0: it's really hard. Even to make something stupid, yeah. it's really hard to make something oh yeah stupid.
1: Oh yeah. You know, and I just it's I think it's kind of a shame when people kind of downplay how much creativity is actually still out there now. I think to a degree, because we have access to like these tools like the internet and like a computer in our hands, it is easier to be creative and make stuff like this nowadays and use our imagination inspiration yeah yeah
0: you know from something else like i like you could put a phone in a kid's hand and like have them learn about almost anything exactly you know yeah if they're if they're interested in it which i think is the most difficult part that uh, like a lot of older people have a hard time with is that like oh well they don't want to do this they don't want to go outside of it because like they're more interested in other things yeah you know, they'd rather learn, like, a funny dance off TikTok than, you know, go do professional ballet. Right. But it doesn't mean they're any less, like, inclined as a dancer, right? Yeah. Because I've seen some, like, crazy people, like, crazy good people at, like, dancing and stuff on TikTok. Oh, yeah. And all they're doing is, like, the same moves everyone else is doing. Oh, yeah. It's but, just, like, better.
1: It's just a different medium. And I think, he, you know, it's just a generational gap that it's interesting to be a, to live during that time when it's seeing like, all this technology coming in and stuff um and just seeing how it's transitioning because even like my parents like aren't at to speed with a lot of this stuff either so mm-hmm. but you know when you look when you look back as a kid like do you remember having like uh like playing pretend and stuff that stuff
0: oh definitely yeah. like um and then i'm gonna out us as nerds josh but like one thing that i really liked about this episode is when they talk about robot pirate island and like any other little scenario they had because Josh and I started playing D&D. Whoop, whoop. So it's basically the same thing. Yeah. They're just pretending that things are happening yeah. in their in their
1: minds. Exactly. I think D&D is a really good um, kind of like a subtopic for this episode. Because there is so yeah. much imagination. And like having never DMed before. And then like my first time DMing was like this last session we played. It takes mm-hmm. a lot of like improvisation thinking about and thinking, where you're going to go you, you'd build this entire world in your head and like it takes a lot of imagination and stuff and you know and that's part of it too is like is coming back as like a big popular thing so i think again to say that this generation isn't creative i think is kind of a cop out a little bit yeah but
0: i think it's it's, it's uh it's being lazy yeah but speaking of creativity. Let's talk about this mountain climbing adventure they went on. so intense. It, oh my it god. It is the most cinematic audio. It's basically you will a ever Michael hear. Bay
1: movie, right? That's what yeah. it sounded like to me.
0: <laughs> it was so good and it's just like I well, like I can't cut off your legs, Patrick, cuz I've already cut off my heart. They're
1: sobbing. Like the sobbing that you hear when the avalanche is happening is like it's so realistic and crazy. Like I understand why Squidward was freaking out now, you know.
0: Yeah. It, like it was like basically uh it like a nice little radio play mm-hmm. situation. Oh, I like
1: that idea of radio play, yeah.
0: Like welcome like welcome to Night vale oh, yeah, kind of situation. But uh no, it's just so intense and like I I also like the when the rescuer comes, he's like, Don't worry, boys, I got you. And it's like a completely different voice, mm-hmm. and it's like I, I brought the saws. Yeah, we're sending <laughs> down the saws. saws. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, like and then all of them, like, so they go mountain climbing, they do a police chase, the space shuttle launch, the Battle of Robot Pirate Island, where they have, like, a whole commemorative it's plaque. Uh, plaque. Yeah. It's so good. I, like, this This half of the episode is so solid, and, like, it, I could watch it over and over again, because I was watching it, and I was laughing so hard, just, like, again, hearing the same jokes I've heard over and over again. But, like, it's it's wonderful. It
1: is. It's a lot of fun. I really like this episode. And one of my, like, we t- I talked about throwbacks in the last act, and they definitely do a throwback that we talked about and I wanted to mention now, is when every time Spongebob does say imagination, he creates a rainbow. And we've seen him do that once before, when he's like, well, the National Bank of Spongebob is always open, follow me, and he summons <laughs> that rainbow to the yeah pot of empty... Um gold what i also
0: like is the foreshadowing when squidward gets that hat box oh the sombrero yeah it's the sombrero from the camping the bear yeah the sea bear. that's a yeah that the sea bear like hates <laughs> so it's a lot of I'm, good i'm setup. excited for that to come up yeah it's a lot of setup i i, I think it was more like retroactive thing where yeah. it's like oh we mentioned this in another one and then i also like how innocent squidward is where he's like oh, i must have like violated some box kicking law i know yeah what a good citizen i
1: I like wanted to take like a deeper look at Squidward in this part because it's like so interesting to me that someone the one of the most creative people I say creative with quotation marks because he self <laughs> titles himself that in Bikini yeah. Bottom like has a hard time with this whole imagination thing you know and I think to me it kind of strikes me that maybe Squidward like has some what like, he wasn't able to express that as a kid you know mm-hmm. he wasn't able to have all this stuff because we know that there was like some high expectations from his parents. We've seen with his like flashbacks with his mom and stuff. Yeah. Um. So I think it's kind of interesting to kind of see that, that he wants that kind of childhood antics that SpongeBob and Patrick go on all the time.
0: And then also look at his inspiration for his art. All his art is just him. Yeah. Right? Which is like you could imagine, you can say, oh, it's imagination that he's like, or what scenarios he puts himself in. But like a lot of it is just he's reflecting on himself. And I think he's gotten... Like if we want to get real deep and like artsy fartsy film filmic about it, we can be like, let's well, do it, let's go for it. It's because, it's like, he's trying. He's trying to find I think himself. The reason he can't he can't have like imagination like SpongeBob and Patrick is because he's got so much internal turmoil yeah. that he has to deal with. Yeah, he's, he's trying to find and himself like it's somehow, expressing itself in its art. Yeah. You
1: know? It's deep. He's. I never really thought of it. It's about too deep. It. Yeah, but it's like, again, this was really cool about, like, rewatching this episode specifically. is like, I didn't never would have picked up on that before, but now I'm like, okay, I can see this kind of piecing together with some of the other stuff we've seen, you know?
0: And it's, like, also very interesting when he gets into the box, and he's like, they're like, oh, you can't just observe. You have to, like, participate. Yeah. You know? And then he's like, fine, fine. And, like, you can argue that his most creative moment is him yelling, like, I want to go to Robot Pirate Iron, and I want to like arm wrestle Blackbeard or whatever. Oh, like arm wrestle
1: like, right? cowboys on the moon or something oh, yeah, like that. Yeah, like, that.
0: like now he's like, I think it's a very good like um example of, like creativity when like you're brainstorming and like you're you just need to get out of your head and just say the first thing that pops to your mind that might not be a good idea, but then look at how much fun that SpongeBob and Patrick had with Robot Pirate Island. Yeah,
1: yeah. And that's like part of it I think it's interesting because it's kind of like a weird justice. Just a position? can i say that right i don't know who knows the position yeah um but last week when i mentioned that spongebob is like worried about being an adult and he wants to be an adult and he's striving to i feel like squidward's trying to do the exact opposite and he's trying to mm-hmm. like relive those childhood moments so like him coming up with like robot pirate island and i think he's afraid to seem childish sometimes you know he wants to be mature and all this other stuff but mm-hmm. sometimes best creativity comes from like these crazy childhood ideas we have sometimes
0: yeah like i feel like there's so many people who are just like oh they had like a little fever dream and that's what they're like they created something amazing out of that little like something like silly yeah
1: well and that's this whole point of spongebob i mean we're not gonna get i'm not gonna go too deep into this it's already going into rant but like steven like that was his whole thing like this was like a little comic strip that he built which is kind of silly but like look what it's become 20 years yeah. later you know so
0: so many seasons yeah it's like crazy (laughs) it's it's never gonna finish i feel yeah (laughs) for for better or for worse but um one small lesson i did get from patrick which is nice he's like oh sleep refuels your imagination takes and i feel like it's like very common for artists not to sleep ever insomnia is real dude like the insomnia (laughs) and the depression and all this other stuff and he's like well i'm gonna go to sleep and be more imaginative yeah and i was like that's a nice little like Take home. Yeah. And for everybody. Also, so.
1: got like a little lesson of like, uh, don't covet your neighbor's stuff. Like, that's mm-hmm. like a commandment, I think, in the Bible. But like, that's how this whole thing started with Squidward is just like him envying like this TV situation and then wanted the box. He's like not content with what he had. He had to have what Spongebob had. Yeah.
0: yeah. And then, like, uh, I really want to talk about how, like, Squidward, it, I don't know, it's like so odd to me that he always gets the end of the stick. Yeah. Like it's so odd. Cause like in this one he got, he won, he got the TV, but he still loses, yeah. which I think is so, cause again, he just misses the point so many times. Again, I think um, it just
1: goes back to him trying to be this fake person. He's trying to be this mature, like mm-hmm. adult. And that's not what he really wants deep down, you know?
0: Yeah. And um, one other thing i put was sometimes it's just as simple as it seems because when he was just like oh like how does this work whatever and he's just like you just close your eyes (laughs) Just use imagination um i also put it's good to have hobbies because he's like oh i'm gonna turn on the tv and i was like why don't you go play your clarinet if you're like annoyed with all the box content that's going on
1: go do some art yeah Yeah. though i do appreciate when he turned on the tv one of my favorite jokes from the episode is the uh boxing ring he's like oh Oh, this isn't real boxing I guess this still counts and it's two boxes like going at it
0: yeah (laughs) what I really enjoyed that like kind of struck me as like I didn't think the joke was gonna be funny he's just like I couldn't afford a present this year so I got you this box (laughs) (laughs) just like that's what I got you Uh because it reminds me of like when parents get their children like really elaborate gifts and like this is which I'm sure this is probably the inspo for the race for the like the whole thing yeah where, like, you get something for someone, but they enjoy something completely different about it. Like, yeah, the kid. Or, like, cats. The
1: kid literally. Cats and kids yeah, do the same they thing. They start playing with the box instead. Yeah.
0: They build a fort. And, like, same with cats, where it's like, oh, you buy them this expensive cat tree. And they just kind of play around with the, the, the box. box that came. Yeah. <laughs> the one thing I do want to bring up, which I read on the wiki, but I also was thinking about it during the episode. I think that it didn't work for Squidward. Partly because he left the lid open on the box. Oh, and if you notice, like when Squidward's in the box, you can still see the sky, Mm -hmm. and when he pops out, the the lid's already open. So I think maybe like that's a secret. There could have been something. There could have been something that like magical about the box that needed full closure. You know, we'll do
1: some research. We'll go find a giant box somewhere, and I'll get inside of it. See if my imagination. (laughs) we'll,
0: We'll go to Robot Pirate Island. Exactly.
1: Hell yeah. <laughs> Big lesson number four, season three. You ready? Woo!
0: I'm always ready um, for every lesson.
1: I'm gonna try not to copy this week. I know I'm on copy lesson or copy watch again. So Yeah,
0: always on <laughs> copy watch.
1: It's just so much easier than coming up with my own. I'm not creative. I'm too attached to my technology. Um yeah, you
0: need more imagination. Right.
1: <laughs> um but yeah, what did you uh what did you come up with this week? Hmm.
0: I found a better way to phrase it but then I forgot. So I'm just going to write down my original st- my one, right? So mine was being suspicious of someone isn't always a good way to go about your interaction. Ooh, I like that that one. Yeah, that's good. Cuz like it's not it's not just like trusting people cuz a lot of people think like oh, like that's just trusting people, Omar. I was like, "No, cuz you can trust people and still be suspicious of them." Yeah. Case in point people who like like cheat on their significant others or anything like that. It's just like you can trust those people but like it doesn't mean that you you can still be a snoop well, right? And we're all, you know what I'm saying? And we're all
1: human and we're all flawed no matter how perfect someone seems like they're gonna make a mistake so it's okay to make, yeah. to be suspicious of when they're gonna do that you know?
0: Yeah and so like the perfect example of the first act is you know the health inspector. They were so suspicious of them being you know uh imposter just trying to get free food but none of them went up to them and was like hey like can I see your badge or like see your credentials or anything like that to like prove anything they just went straight for let's poison this man <laughs> um and then the same thing with the super rational uh, The <laughs> yeah super super duper <laughs> rational but the same thing with the second half where squidward like honestly thought like one of the like quotes is he's like oh he's imagining spongebob and he's it says squidward's a jerk so he just thinks that spongebob's like trying to play a prank on them and i think that's also reflective of like Uh, A lot of people don't think about it, but it's also reflective of how you are as a person. Yeah, Because you are expecting, maybe it's like the way you think. In some cases, it's you've been burned before kind of situation. But I think in this particular instance, it's like I find a lot of people are like, oh, I would prank prank someone like that. So I would prank Spongebob like that. I would prank Patrick like that to make him think that I was doing all this cool stuff, but I'm not. Yeah. You know, and like Mr. Krabs definitely would try to get free food if it if it would better him, yeah, 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 if it would benefit him. Yeah. So, I mean, he's still curlers, so we know. Yeah. (laughs) Um. But yeah, so that's that's what I got out of this episode. Is like when you're kind of suspicious of others, it it kind of really it harms a lot of uh, relationships. relationships.
1: Yeah, I think there's another side of that too. I see that more and more, whereas like the discussion of mental health comes up for people. Is that that's kind of something somehow people's minds default to thinking that like their friends don't like them anymore or stuff mm-hmm. like that because they're themselves are isolating themselves. So then they get suspicious that, oh, my friends don't like me because they're not reaching out. I'm like, no. and it's like most of the time it's because you're reclusing, pushing you're them, pushing them away. away. Yeah. So I think that's a really interesting part of your lesson, too. That's kind of fits with it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what'd you get?
1: um So I got. That our minds are wonderful and terrifying things and I think that both these episodes kind of show a little bit of um, our both these parts kind of show a little bit of that and we see in the first act how terrifying our minds can be like they can you can jump to the craziest conclusions right they thought mm-hmm. this guy was trying to rob them and eat all their food and then they come up with like this mo like it's really creative what they do to the nasty petty but it's so yeah. nasty and gnarly like
0: And then they thought he was a zombie. they thought
1: he was a zombie. They tried to think of all those ways to hide the body and stuff. Like, it's crazy all the places your mind can go, right? Um, Mm -hmm. And then we see, like, a much happier side of that in Act 2. Like, all the cool adventures and stuff that Patrick and Spongebob were able to come up with. With just having a box is really, really awesome. And I think that's something you should never underestimate. Like, no matter what you do for a profession, like, don't let your creativity go to waste. Like, find some way to um express it because i think we all have like cool ideas that we should be able to uh put out there in the universe. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, this this episode was dark.
1: It was. Yeah. It's
0: it's a very dark episode like coupled with a very light episode. Yeah. And I'm sure that was intentional because, like, I'm sure they were like, well, this is very, but, uh, like, I, we got to lighten it up at the end. And
1: it's cool how they kind of went hand in hand in some points, too. Like, I really didn't have that hard of a time coming up with a lesson this week as much as I thought I was going to, but. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. Yeah, thank you. Uh, if you want to send us any suggestions or comments, you know where to reach us on ismeanispodcast.com or email us at isminespodcast at gmail.com. Of course, follow us on all our wonderful social media circles. And also be sure to share this podcast with your friends and even your enemies and to comment on where we you get your podcast. So that way the people who are perusing our page can get a little, little taste. A little taste, a little review. Yeah. And we'll a critique, if you will. We'll
1: call you out and uh, talk about your comments and stuff.
0: Yeah, hopefully. hopefully. Unless they're real and mean. Yeah. Then we'll call you out and cry about that. Exactly. <laughs> to finish off this episode, we really wanted to take to heart that this is, you know, a creative medium that we're in and that we want to try using our imaginations because we're so reliant on technology these days that maybe we should stretch our imagination muscles a little more. I think that's you know? a good idea. Yeah. All right. So um, Josh and I are, I think I'm really missing the wilderness, mm-hmm. Josh. So I I would like for us to pretend that we're on a camping trip. Okay. Are you ready? All right. All right, so let's close our eyes and let's think about the camping trip. And this is such a nice warm fire that you've created, Josh. Like I did—I had no idea that you were so good at making fire.
1: Oh, you know, it's just a skill I picked up. Thank you. It's just really wonderful to be here, like under the stars and just enjoying nature, just getting a break from the city, you know?
0: Yeah, I know, it's like we're like, you know, theres it's nice not hearing any cars or anything. It's just like, you know, just the, out, the good outdoors, you know, yeah. the good outdoors. Yeah.
1: You know, I'm getting, getting a little sleepy. Um, but why don't you give us a, a story before bed?
0: Oh, I, I one got last a, campfire I got a story. Start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you know, I would do the song, but we haven't gotten to that no. episode yet. So, <laughs> so I'll I'll do a nice little bedtime story. Um, let's do the Ugly Barnacle. How do you feel about that? Oh, that's man? one of my favorites. Oh man, it's it's so nice to like just like read by firelight. But here we go. Once there was an ugly barnacle. And he was- Shh, shh. Wait, did you hear that, Josh? Yeah, did you hear that? What?
1: It's coming from the bushes over there.
0: Josh, do not. Don't. Move. Listen. Just don't. Turn. What?